with big joy. We are starting today, today the 24th of Kislev, the first chapter of Likutei Amarim, the Alter Rebbe, as he wrote in his own introduction, is putting in writing Yechidusin, which means private audiences that he had for a period of 20 years plus with Hasidim, who primarily turned to a Rebbe, not only to ask for material blessings, which they did as well, but the main function of having a Rebbe, at least ideally, should be to have someone whom we turn to, to seek spiritual guidance, meaning to figure out how we can better be connected to God. And as Jews, that's not a spiritual trip, but we are connected to God. It begins and ends with our observance of the mitzvahs, observing mitzvahs, even when we all, thank God, accept the yoke, we, we, are, we have Kabbalah's oil, but there is the theory and there's the practice, and most of us sometimes fail and falter in certain areas, and we are looking for ways of becoming better Jews, meaning Jews who observe the mitzvahs better. Now, I would like to give a, 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 just a general overview or step back to a certain concept. And the concept is like this, that in the Alter Rebbe's life, being that this is recording Yechidusin, the Alter Rebbe had a policy. Whoever had an audience with the Alter Rebbe, who wanted advice how to keep the mitzvahs better, they did not have permission to enter Yechidus and to tell the Rebbe that my weakness is in this area or in that area and what should I do to, to get strength, that was not the protocol. If someone actually made that ask, the Alter Rebbe would not respond to it. The Seder of the Alter Rebbe is, is that when you walked into Yechidus the first time, the Alter Rebbe would initiate the Yechidus by asking you what's troubling you in, 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 in the revealed part of the title. What question do you have in Shulchan Aruch, in Mishnayis, in Gemara? And it was a learned conversation. That was the Seder. You asked a question, and he gave you an answer. And only the second audience was the time when you had the permission to tell the Rebbe what you really came there for. And many a time, the Alter Rebbe attracted the greatest of scholars as Hasidim. But they didn't go to the Alter Rebbe because they were seeking scholarship. They went to the Alter Rebbe because they were looking for a Rebbe. And there are stories where a great, these great Jews asked the Alter Rebbe, listen Rebbe, my weakness is in this area. Help me. And the Rebbe would tell them, that's not the Seder. And they would tell the Rebbe, what's bothering you in Nigla? And they would tell the Rebbe explicitly, we did not come to you because we're looking for a Nigla teacher. And the, the Alter Rebbe said, nevertheless, that was the system. First, we have to engage in Torah and Dafka in the Nigla part of the Torah. And only later did he go into the inner parts of the Torah. And I would like to say that there is a correlation in the Sefer HaTanya. Same thing. I mean, hopefully, just a very quick, quick uh, kitzer. The Alter Rebbe opens up the Lekuti Amarim by asking a Nigla question. The goal of the Tanya in the first part is to teach us of basically the, uh, the autonomy of the soul, the anatomy of the soul, whatever the word is. 
But the Alter Rebbe doesn't begin with that. He begins with a question. Says in the Mishnah, and he starts quoting certain halachic terms. There's a term called a tzaddik. There's a term called a Russian. There's a term called a Bainani. And as it is defined in Gemara, and there's problems, there's, there's nigla questions, there are contradictions. And the Alter Rebbe points out that Alpine nigla, you can't fully resolve this question. Alpine nigla. Even though you could, but you can't. Like Rabbi Bar Nachmeni, the greatest of the Amoraim, for him to say, I'm a Benini, doesn't make sense. And the Alter acknowledges that the definition of, of the term Tzadik Rasha Benini, Alpi Nigla, is one. But then there is a deeper definition of Tzadik Rasha Benini as he describes in the book. And he never goes back to the Nigla. But he begins with, the, with Nigla, he begins with a, with a Talmudic discussion. And that is the springboard to jump into the inner works of the soul. And I want to give a, a suggestion as to why the Alter Rebbe does that. And the lesson we have to take for our lives. We all have many layers to who we are. Any way you want to word it. Many layers. But let's generally categorize we have the external and the internal. There is the facade that we put on. There is the way we interact with people that are our acquaintances. And then there is always a deeper truth. And not that they contradict each other, but there are many layers to a person. And there are many parts to a person. And when we are younger, one of the signs of maturity and one of the tools that we need to use to be able to function, especially when life gets complicated, is to learn how to compartmentalize. You know, when you're dealing with this, deal with this. You know, when you are at home, you're a mature person, you have challenges in your office, you have to figure out how to leave that there, and now you have to be here. And there, and there is a need and a place for that, and there is an advantage to that. However, there is a disadvantage to that. And the disadvantage is, is that if we begin to have many personas, there is me in the office, there is me in the shul, there is me in my home, there is many me's, that creates a very deep split within the person that leads to all sorts of ailments, spiritual and even physical ailments. I shared many times that I grew up in a cheder that they were so careful that the pencil that we used in Lamudei Kaidish we did not use in Lamudei Chayl. Wow. And these were Jews that had a name, that had their Yiddish name, and they bedafka had a Goyish name, what they use when they go to work, Azashita. And Chabad Hasidim, we deeply oppose this concept. True, emes, that there is the way you should be at work, and there is the way you are at home. And there's a place and a need for that. But on a deeper level, we have to figure out how to unite all my different parts. Because if I'm going to remain two different personalities, I'm Chaim and I'm Jimmy, then it's possible that when I'm Chaim, I'll be a Tzaddik, that's for sure. But when I'll be Jimmy, I can manage sin. And I, because I'm Jimmy. Jimmy can do that. Chaim can't do that. It's not a joke. And, and we all have that. So a Jew, every Jew in shul, and that, it's, it's not only a religious topic, even if you take out religion from it, when, when you are in certain settings, you behave different than the way you behave in other settings. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's correct. When you walk into a wedding, you have to be besimcha. Even if you don't feel it, because he, this is a time of joy, and that's a place of a mourning home. There is the chachma of figuring out how to be different, how to express different parts of ourselves. But on the other hand, we have to figure out how to unite all of these different parts. And that's much harder. Much harder. And when you, in the religious context, we have a godly part and an animal part. 
we all can be good at both. We can be godly in a godly setting. We know how to do that. And we can be an animal in an animal setting. We know how to do that also. Bringing them together is almost mission impossible. And bringing it together ultimately will take a person who feels that they are great spiritual people. It's going to humble them. Because when they go into those trances, they should remember, do in a good way. Be humble. Don't elude yourself. And on the other hand, when you try and you want to go into an animalistic mode, you have to remind yourself, hey, hey I'm also a godly soul. It's pasnished. When you bring these two parts together, it might externally lower your spirituality. You might think so, but it's going to elevate you. And the older we get, you're going to figure out that all of the inner struggles come because of this disconnect. And we have to unite them. And it's very difficult. And I would argue that when people go today to a good therapist, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring together every person has who you are and your opposite. And it's so ironic. A person who looks at themselves as a kind person, and they are taka kind people, that person every now and then will do the cruelest of acts. Shocking. That's the way God made us. We all have opposites. And a healthy person would be a person who is able to look when he thinks I'm kind, look at that which I did. And that's going to completely throw, throw me off my, my base because I'm not that kind. And actually, the kinder you are, the crueler you're going to act sometimes. Dafka opposites. And Dafka, the people that are very spiritual, every now and then they're going to do a Maisa Behema like no other. And the most pious of person will be the biggest Ganath. And like Hasidah says, in Adam Rishin did the biggest sin. That's the way it is because we have two parts, we have two souls, and, 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 and in the beginning we, we want to develop each one. But we go on two different tracks and we have to bring them together. It's very difficult. And that is really a big part of the goal of Tanya, that we should be aware of both sides of who we are. We have two sides. And we, the more we figure out how to unite it, the words are easy to say, but how to live that way, the healthier people we are, and ultimately we are going to not fail and falter in our Avedas Hashem. So how do you unite them? I'm just my own suggestion, that just like a person is comprised of two parts, the outer and the inner, the Torah also has two parts, the outer and the inner, the Nigla and the Hasidis, the Nigla and the Nistik. And Shita's Chabad is to unite them together. You should know that there are different approaches in learning. And the Rebbe and our Rabbeim were the ones that advocated that go ask a question in Nigla, ask a Talmudic question, show how you, ultimately you don't really have an answer al pi Nigla, and you need to use an answer al pi Hasidus to answer the Nigla question. The Alter Rebbe does it over here. That's the beginning of Tanya. I would say that with Yechidus and the Alter Rebbe had, the Alter Rebbe was both. He had Nigla, he, he learned it, he learned and he taught the inner parts of the Torah and he connected them. I think that people who figure out how to unite the outer and the inner part of the Torah, it's almost like a skula. So once you unite those parts of the Torah, it empowers me to unite those parts in myself. Al-Tarebbe didn't just begin. The goal here was to tell me how to keep mitzvahs. Many people, they don't even, when they read today's chitas, and myself included many years ago, you don't even care about it. You're not learning nigla. Okay, Akasha says this, says a mission. It's not the goal. Like, why didn't he just skip it? 
or almost every maimer. It begins with a nigla question. It says like this in the pasik, and then there's a stira, and, and who, who cares? And really, you, you, you come to the conclusion that the answer of the maimer has nothing to do with the verse. And many Hasidis was never even said on the verse. They never spoke about it another time, and then when they printed the maimer, they, they connected it to the parsha, and they connected it to Akasha. It's not like that. It's that since there was Akasha Alpi Nigla, and when we answered that question Alpi Hasidis, so we merged these two parts of the Torah, that is the ultimate Kavana. That's the real unity of God. That's the unity in the Torah, and that's the unity in the Jew, bringing things together. Bringing things together and appreciating how these questions of Tzadik, Rosh, Taka, they don't have an answer, Al Pinigla. It has an answer to a certain point, the way the Alta Rebbe explains. That when, when normally when Nigla speaks about these terms, it's speaking about these terms, Badin. A person is a tzaddik in the context of when the person will be judged, will, will, the, will the judgment be meritous? And God in his judgment is very kind and compassionate. And God judges a person based on what they did in their majority of actions. It's not, aha, you failed, you're, you're, you're done. If the person in, the, in life, you did more good than bad, you're going to come out meritous. Fine. And in that context, you're called a tzaddik. And that's emes. But then there is a whole higher... And if that would be the case, the Alter Rebbe argues that Rabbi Bar Nachmeni never would have said that he's a Benini. Rabbi Bar Nachmeni, what he did at just a 51% good and bad, for him to say, maybe I'm 50-50, God forbid. Eluding yourself is not, is not humility, it's stupidity. Huh? Deluding himself. Narvaz, there has to be a deeper de- definition. And the definition is, is as the Al-Tadeb explains, that which is that there's an inner and an outer person, the, the, a person who outwardly, outwardly, a person is, huh? externally is always doing the right thing. Imagine. Always doing the right thing. Never failed if the person's innards, if the person's desires is to sin and they never did it, they're not called a tzaddik. Wow! That means that there's a whole different definition of a tzaddik a higher definition of a tzaddik, and you have to sometimes use the deeper definitions of a tzaddik, Rosh Hashanah, as Hasidus explains, to learn a piece of Gemara. Well, that was the goal of the Alter Rebbe. He wants you not only to know the terms of Hasidus, he wants you to know that when you open up a Gemara, and you read that Rabbah says, that in the Gemara there, the Gemara is using a whole higher level of, of tzaddik, Rosh Hashanah. So you're merging Nigla and Hasidus, and the Rebbe did it in all of the Sikhs, you think about it. The Rebbe had a Nigla Sikha, and he asked questions, and he asked answers. And then he goes ahead and he says, there's a whole Yenu Shaltaira here. There's a whole deeper meaning. And then he uses Apsaing and Alpi Hasidus to explain our Pasik and Chumash, or our Gemara, or Maimar Chazal. And that is uniting the Taira. The Rebbe spoke about it. The Rebbe, when he was young, he used to write to his father, and he would share with his father his Taira ideas. And his father, if he didn't connect all of the five levels of Torah, his father would criticize him. Like, okay, what's the Hasidus here? And everything has to be united. Everything has to be connected. And Hashem should indeed help us that we should learn Tanya properly. And I think that's correct to say that this is one of the goals of, of, of Dafka Hasidus Chabad is to bring a very deep inner harmony that's very difficult. Again, there is a time to be external and there is a time to be more premiistic. But then to unite them both together, or the way the Alta Rebbe words it, to unite your godly soul and your animal soul, to unite them, it, that's almost mission impossible. 
But, but knowing these words and striving to be a more wholesome person by not having different compartments, by not having different sides to me, even though you do have, but you, on the other hand, you should bring them all together, then we're going to get where we need to get, which is we will falter a lot less when it comes to observing the mitzvahs. So we continue. Mathematics, or something called the Girdle's Incompleteness Theorem, 